This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with Mike Borland. I hope you'll stay with us. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. We're with Mike Borland at Borland Racing Developments, talking about his early days in open wheel racing with a, an uncle called Brian Sheed and the first boss called Brian Sampson and open wheeler racing was your oyster out there. Your, your days, early days of building a car. Uh, so I, my first car, we sort of started to build it in about 1984 um, and just built in the... So 1984, you're how old? I would have been 21. 21, yeah. right, okay. So it was just in the garage at mum and dad's house and I had a little lathe in there and an oxyacetylene kit and Hacksaw and a vice, and off and I went. And you go down by tubing, circular yeah. and square. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I'd um, Sheedy, I'd go down to. Fortunately, my dad had roof racks on his car, and we'd go down to Sheedy's and cut off some bits of tube and take them home again and cut them up and weld them up. So, uh, yeah, so the first car was pretty much built at home. Um, then. Uh, then we ended up, then I got a, started to work a bit more on the Formula 2s because at this stage of the game I was working on, I'd left my apprenticeship and I was working on, I started on Peter Glover's Formula 2 car full time, which was a Mark 7 cheetah. It was a black one, wasn't it? Uh, it was the Pyramid Hill, the Mark 7, the yellow one. So oh, he okay. Won, he won yeah. a championship in 84 with that and then he upped graded to the Mark 8 Cheetah mm -hmm. um, and we won the championship with him then. That was a um, golf engine? Golf engine, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then then I got my own factory um, and ran John Crook in 1986 and, and sort of had a bit of a base to build the cars from then rather than just being in mum and dad's garage. Right. It's an incredibly ambitious thing to do. I mean one of the things through my I suppose 40 or 50 years involvement around motorsport, 50 years I suppose it would be, is that I know how many sacrifices you make, even though along the way you don't know you're making a sacrifice, you just do what you want to do. Um, do you feel you've compromised too much along the way you do things? Or you've, I mean, you've achieved an enormous amount, and please don't for one second think I'm trying to... It just, it's, it's extraordinary to... You know, at 21, I'm going to build a racing car. Oh, okay. Jeez, right. That's not a normal thing. Not a normal thing. My wife probably thinks I've compromised a lot because if I had been a plumber like my dad and worked this hard, I would have been a pretty rich guy, I reckon. But uh, anyway, but then, uh, I mean, it's, it's all I've known how to do. It's still what I love doing. I just love still making different bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, nearly 60 years old and still love doing it. So uh, it's just... A passion it's not it's never really been a business to me it's always been a passion yeah. more than anything yeah but if, if it's a surprising thing if you do your passion well that quite often rewards will come not as a result of what you've done but a result of consequences of what you've done so yeah. I, so, I mean yeah i mean you, you have a, an awful lot of uh, drivers and team owners and team managers around that would be not in the place they are without having an involvement around you. So your your goals, I mean, you got involved in the S5000 program. Yep. Because Chris Lambden, did he bring you into it? Yeah, because I mean, I've known Chris for a long time. Um, 
and he came to see me oh, kind of a long time ago to talk about it um, and he he searched for a while to try to find the right donor car um, and then ended up with the Swift um, so that's we built the first one up um, and then at the same time the, someone else built one up um, and it all got political for about 18 months and yes. um, uh, then, then I think uh, it was sort of a Cams wanted a car that was FIA approved, so they sort of searched around and brought one over, a tub, a carbon tub and that from America, and we sort of bolted the back of what we'd already built onto the tub. Yeah. What do you think of the car now? Please, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. I mean, you, you um, know, you're respected in the job you do. Uh, to me, it's probably a compromise, the car as it is now. Too much. Too much of a compromise, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Swift was a much nicer engineered car because it was, you know, the, the tub and everything, to me, the tub that's coming from Crawford is, or Ligier is built to a budget rather than built right. as good as you can build it. Yeah. And you, that's how I try to do things. Yeah, you're not involved anymore. No, not, no. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be involved in, in running that car particularly or is it... Um, no, not really. We've we've um, busy enough building our own cars here and doing our own thing. I mean, it was great to be involved in. I think it's a um, it it ended up a um, yeah a bit of a compromise. And and to me, like I said before, I just I love building things and yeah. and the the it was the timeline they had to try to get the cars built in. It was had to employ lots of people and spend my time in the office rather than actually out in the factory doing things so it sort of lost a bit of interest in that part of it yeah okay so um early 80s um and uh, early 90s you you've had some success you started getting an order book together people coming and saying hey i want one of them um and you know some some drivers who went on to uh, win championships i mean and the thing about the Australian Formula Ford Championship, you know, there was a good competition of brands of chassis around. Yep. You know, it wasn't as though, you know, it was all laid down and, oh, you know, we better look after the local bloke or anything like that. You had to fight for Van Diemen's and and uh, the other yeah, brand that came in. And came Raynard's out. and that. Raynard's, yeah. the game and now Miguel. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, I, to me, I, I wish I was born 15 years earlier and we could have competed a bit when at the uh, when Formula Ford in England was really at its peak or when Formula Ford had loads of different manufacturers unfortunately we can't but um, it's a bit of a shame but yeah we sort of when we did go to England in 2006 with the first car and one on our one on day John Martin. Over there with John Martin yeah, yeah. and we did nearly the same in America uh, went over and put it on pole at our first race over there so um, it's you know the product sort of stood up well yeah John Martin to me sort of almost typifies the Spectrum brand can I say you know uh, there's not a lot of flash about him it's just get on and do the job and um, um, without any fanfare will have accomplished things that most other people thought you can't do that yeah it and, does. and John's been helping us this year doing driver coaching with us and that and uh, kids sort of don't really know him and you show him what he's done with yeah. this sports car racing, this Super League and all of that and they're like, oh wow. 
is, yeah, it's achieved a fair amount. So. Yeah, yeah. I was just describing A1GP to someone recently, and um, they said, well, why didn't that survive? You know, sort of thing. here we often ask ourselves, why didn't it? You know, sort of thing. Maybe that Eccleston man had something to do with its Maybe. death. Yeah. Um, so the, the brand that you're known for is Spectrum, and Ball and Racing Developments is a business that builds them. But you've also got this other brand, which is the Formula Vs. Yep, we do build the Sabre Formula Vs. Sabre, yep. yep. Tell us about that, how you got into that part of the business. Uh, that was sort of, uh, I had someone come to me and say, you know, at the early stage they had an Elfin Crusader and it was, they weren't building them anymore and could I do something that was similar to that? So the first first Sabre Formula V was uh, very similar to an Elfin Crusader, but then... The second Sabre that we built in 2010 was our own design here. It was mainly originally designed by Terry Kerr, who worked for me at the time, who's now at well, one of the engineers at Walkinshaw. Yeah. Um, and we sort of, I sort of productionised that a bit, so we've built about 45 Sabres now. So um, the okay. O2's been particularly sort of successful from, I think we won our first race with that and... I think we've won every Victorian series in the last 10 years with that car. All right, we'll be back in a minute to talk with Michael Borland on the continuing of uh, Spectrum and Borland Racing Developments. We conclude our discussion with Mike Borland next week on Inside Motorsport. I hope you can join us then. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.